Tell me when we're about to count down, like, because last time you started and I didn't even know you were starting, but I thought you were going to give me. We're started now. Okay. All right. This is what I want to say to you. What's I'm up, eating... man? Hi. I, I, got, I, I got some see... stuff to talk to you about, too, because I okay, I'm good. Gonna... All right. So this, this is what should, I want to say. This, this should feel like a call that we that always it have. Should, they should be calls. That was the whole point. All right. Now, do you want to, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I want to go first because I got to. I'm starting to really sour on this Jamison Williams, and but watch, watch me turn it all around when he start, when he gets off his suspension and he like just goes bananas and and scores touchdown. If this happens, I'll be the first to really jump right back on the bandwagon. That's fair. So you're you're keeping an open mind about the guy. Well, you know, uh, everyone loves a winner, right? Um, I'm trying to think if I've ever not loved a winner. <laughs> I'm sure Larry Holmes was never my favorite heavyweight boxer. He was boxer. Not, my, not my favorite. This is what I want to say. Watch this. Position by position. Quarterbacks. Jared Goff, who, if he, if he has a hot beginning, could set the, I don't know if it's attempts or completions without an interception record, all time in the NFL. Okay? Okay. And the guy who was the best quarterback in college till he got hurt. That's, in our, that's our quarterback room. We move on. Running backs. Jameer Gibbs taking number 12. <clears throat> I think it's fair to say you expect him to be a, a superstar. And then David Montgomery, a big-time free agent signing. Where, I, where I'm going with this is I don't think there's a position that doesn't have a star or a superstar. I love it. Gibbs, drafted 12, they're expecting superstar. They have to be. Um, wide receivers. Okay, well, Jamison Williams is sitting down, but we know he's the fastest guy in the NFL. I'm in Ross St. Brown. Star. I'm in Ross St. Brown, top five receivers in the NFL. He's a star. Star. Sam Laporta was drafted so high, could be the Lions' number one tight end right out of the gate. Laporta's going to be a star. And boy, have you seen his highlights, Dave? No, I've got I to gotta sit down and just that go guy, through it. He like, he's trying to shake and bake. I'm not saying he's good at it. I'm saying he's dang exciting. Okay. Offensive line, you know all the guys. And we got a couple of couple of different guys. Defensive line, Hutchinson, Houston, part of the all-time sack record, and Pascal's back. Aquara, Harris, McNeil, Kaminsky, Bugs, linebackers. We just drafted Campbell. We've got Malcolm Rodriguez. And then the cornerbacks, those are the three free agent signings we had. Cam Sutton, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Emmanuel Mosley. Jesus Christ. Safeties. Safeties with that Brian Branch, who was supposed to be top 25, that means he's going to start. And Tracy Walker's coming back. That, that's just unbelievable, dude. Are we on the verge of another amazing season? I mean, we should be contending to, right? Like, we should be a favorite to at least go into a championship game, if not Super Bowl. Well, the first thing I want to do, and I think this is fair, I want to ask you what that information I would – this is the kind of question I would ask – I would have liked to have asked if we weren't being recorded, but I thought to ask because we are. When I read you that information, what 
happens for you? What What's the I, way you take it in? I, I get excited, and I immediately think of the um, the Steelers when we were kids. Like, the Steelers were just a team. It felt like they were a, a team of superstars that were unbeatable. I mean, like, they, no one could beat them. And when I hear you talk, like, we don't have a, you know, like, we don't have a weak link. I'm like, wow, this is going to be... This is going to be exciting. That's what we're looking at, Dave. This is a team of superstars. I'm a little freaked out. Well, I'm freaked out too. Like, you know, my where I start to get nervous, and here, here it's coming up again. Is like we should we're predicted to 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 I don't know how many way, wins we're predicted to have, but anything short of going to the playoffs for me feels like a losing season. So oh, now yeah. here we, here we go. Like we always say, you know, we talk about the lions on game day and then I would, you would go, okay, here we go. And then you would go watch the game and I would go outside and do something else. You know, I, I, I'm a feelings guy. And when I watch the video of uh, the lions draft room and I see how excited they all got, I was like, well, they, 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 they're reacting like, they got another steal, you know, like they got one over on the whole NFL, you know. So, you know, I believe in Holmes. It's the kind of thing if we're playing video games and and I get to pick this team, you'd say, well, that's not fair. Yeah, you got all the winners. You got all the good guys. Right. Right. You remember those that game where you would, uh, um, you know, you would plug it in. It was an electric game and it would just buzz and you'd have these like little players. Coleco. Coleco. Yeah, you just set it up and they would just buzz around and whatever happened, happened. Oh, no. I thought you were talking about the the handheld one where you go up, down, up, down, and No, I'm talking about real old school. Remember that one? Yes, I was talking real old school. You're talking about, hold on. I have to to go in the Wayback Machine. Um, Robbie Chud now has Now, I bring bring that up because when I was a kid, I had a friend down the street for me. And we always wanted to play his game because he had every he had every team and plastic sandwich bags he had all his little guys in there well this guy painted he painstakingly painted every you know every uh team's uniform wow yeah. and he would always be like like whatever winning team it was that time that that year or whatever and we would always get so upset that well it was his it was his game so he got to choose you know what was that game it's not Stratomatic. Stratomatic's an amazing football game. Yeah, now you're losing me. Uh, I, can't, I can't recall. What was that thing called? I guess I have to. I'm Googling it. What's that game called? The football game where you just set the guys up and then you turn it on and, they, and you shake and. You shake it? No, they shake. I thought that was the, the, the game that I was just talking Like you just plug yeah, it in. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the name oh. of it. It's just called NFL Electric Football Game? No, it wasn't. It was called Electric Football? That's it. It's just called electric football. That seems that seems right for the time we grew up. I don't know. Wow, I thought I had a fancier name than that. I would like to get one of those now. Like they have them. Yeah, I'm looking to. Vibrating football game. Thirty two dollars. Electric football. It's just called electric football. How? <laughs> but it was Coleco. I wasn't wrong. Coleco. Anyway, so I read you this roster. This is your team. I'm asking you these questions that I would that I am prompted to ask because we're recording that I would have loved to have asked if we weren't. 
what's this really like outside of all the shit you've seen about these guys? Because I've seen it too. What's this team look like? Forget all the past. What's this team look like? On paper, they look like a winning team. And in reality, they look like a, a winning team. Like, you know, the end of the year, they just looked unstoppable. And from what I have read, no team wanted to play them. And I, and I don't think that's going to change this year. I think they're all going to be taking Detroit Lions seriously. When before, it was just like, you know, they look, my daddy used to say, they look like a high school team playing a pro team. It's different now. It's not the same old Lions. For me, this is very significant. Like, I've never seen the, the, the Lions do it right to such such shocking, earth-shaking correctness. Like, it's just amazing what I'm looking at. Look at that roster. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's amazing. I don't think there are too many teams who are going into the regular season with arguably a superstar or two at every position. Well, I have to ask you this because when we first talked and you were like, David, you got to watch this team before I even like, I wasn't even following the Lions. You're like, you need to get on board before everyone else because this team is going to be, if, if not anything else, fun to watch, you know. Which they never were fun. They never were fun. <laughs> when Barry played, he was fun to watch yeah. him. Yeah, but no, they they were never fun to watch. They were painful to watch. Remember, I called you, and it was like Green Bay, you know. And my ex wife, she's from Wisconsin, and uh, uh, all her family members are just big time Packers fan. Right. And, th and then I said to you, I put you on the spot, and I said, Look, what do you think is going to happen? What it, knowing the Lions the way you do, knowing the the roster the way you do. What are your thoughts? And then you said, well, if, you, if you're going to ask me which way I think this game is going to go, this is before they even started playing. You're like, I think the Lions are going to win. And I was like, you are crazy. Do you understand they're going into Green Bay? And you were like, I just like this is I believe in this team. I believe in this coach. I believe in the players. If you ask me, I think they're going to win. And I was like, wow. And then they did. I just couldn't believe it. And you're like, well, what do you really feel about it? And I said, well, if you really want to know what I feel about it, it's going to be a changing of the guard. Yes. Do you remember what I yeah, said? Yeah, a changing of the guard. And I said, what? I said, I predict that uh, Aaron Rodgers is pulling turf out of his helmet, you know, pulling it out of his mouth. Remember yes. that? Yep. And the only thing I got wrong was that because instead his shoulder pads got exposed a bunch of times. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I just can I can feel a winner, Dave. We've seen it with the Tigers. We've seen it with the Pistons. The Pistons, I watched them, and I've told you this. I don't know if you remember me telling you this, but like, you watched the Pistons like they couldn't beat uh, who who uh, was it? Atlanta. I'm talking about the Isaiah Thomas Pistons. And then they then they could beat Atlanta, but they couldn't beat the Knicks. Then they could beat the Knicks, but they couldn't beat the Celtics. Then they learned how to beat the Celtics, but they couldn't beat the Lakers. And finally, they beat the Lakers. Yeah. You watch them learn how to win. This team, I said to you, they have to learn how to win. It didn't take them long. It didn't. It didn't take them long. But we've seen winners before. That's, I think, why I can tell. If I hadn't seen a winning team other than the Lions, I don't know if I'd recognize it. I haven't been around another city's football team enough. The game was over. I was watching it, and uh, I saw a player. I, I don't know who it was, but uh, he runs over the Aaron Rodgers, and he sort of like, I've seen this happen before, Marshall. I've seen players 
at the end of the season so or or big game exchange jerseys you know and i think he asked aaron Rodgers, can i have your jersey because i think he thought at the time he's going to retire or at the very least move on to a different team and i saw aaron Rodgers just say no or shake his head and i was like what was these how what did, what was he thinking that he just couldn't give the guy his jersey it was the end of the season this is how I see Aaron Rodgers, because I have my issues with Aaron Rodgers in terms of he seems full of himself, like I said but also, the other but, guy. Excuse me, but also Aaron Rodgers seems to be trying to find something, which I respect. That's what I was going to say. I respect that, the hell out of That's what I was – me too. So that's what he's, I was going to say. He's on some he's journey, going, you know. Well, the, the journey is to resensitize ourselves. And so I think if, he, if he's serious about going in for the – you know, to not – whatever total darkness for four days whatever he did and i believe he's serious i think he wanted to feel that moment that was the moment where he was saying goodbye to he, he knew he didn't want to come I back i love it that, that makes I, sense. I don't think you i don't yeah you know you don't want to sign an autograph in that yeah moment. that makes sense I, I i get it what's gonna live for me sort of like the 2006 tigers didn't win at all but they beat the Yankees, and the Yankees were just a fantastic team. And they celebrated with champagne on top of the dugout, and that was my my World Series. I remember thinking, "I hope I didn't jinx them." That's a that's a superstitious thought, obviously. But I remember thinking that's my World Series, the Super Bowl of last year for the for the Lions. For me, was that game because although you told me it dated poorly, it was a bad news bears thing. We we were out of the playoffs. We had nothing to play for. We just got fired up to ruin that team Sunday. And that team had everything to play for. Everything. Yes. Everything. <laughs> and we still beat them. Yes. In their home stadium. You know, the, he, uh, you know I'm going to be on Aaron Rodgers' side on this one. You know what bugged me? At the end of the game, it seemed like Aaron Rodgers wanted to be, like you were saying, wanted to be alone, wanted to be in the moment walking off the field and I think a, a player a teammate of his walked next to him all the way to the tunnel with his arm around him and I was yep, like I saw that I was like dude you give the guy a moment it's not your moment it's not your time to put your arm around him and walk him off like let him be in the moment give him some space and that would just I think that was I think that was a tandem I I don't watch Green Bay enough, but I think that was like Aaron Rodgers and like his star, his his dependable wide receiver that he always throws, or a dependable tight end. I can't remember who that was. So they were like a, a long time tandem. I know, but if it were saying me, goodbye to each other. If it were me, I hope I would be aware of the moment so that I didn't go over and walk with them all the way to the tunnel with my arm around them while everyone's standing up cheering for air. I just, it just creeped me out. I got, I got, I got what's called the cornies all the way. I was like, ah, man, let him have his time. Well, when I pull it back in my memory, I'm not Googling it. I think they both had their arms around each other. I think it was like a sincere goodbye. That's what I got out of it. I don't, I don't know. know. It felt sincere to me. Yeah. The, the only thing that makes it tough is that you have to do it with a, with a camera following you, you know, seven, eight feet back. It's just like this. I have barely thought of us recording this conversation almost this entire time. Me too. This, I barely thought. I, of it. I have to say, this has felt the most normal out of everything that we've done. Right, right. Because this is this is the way we do it. Um, now, 
if we were not recording, maybe you would have gone into more comments about the Bad News Bears. I don't know. I thought about it. You know, uh, I mean, there was a lot of N-words thrown around on the uh, Bad News Bears. It's a little... It's, which really... Uh, go ahead. It's really a, it's a bad look now. What bummed me out is that when you told me it didn't age well, because it's one of those fond things in my memory that I would hate to go back and revisit and say, ugh, he's right. There was something precious about this this group of kids that were not very good and they kind of really didn't care if they beat you or not. They just wanted to, didn't he, doesn't he give him the middle finger? <laughs> what did, he said, you could take, you could take your trophy and shove it up your ass. I think is yeah. the last. that's all I remember. Yeah. It was very counterculture. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was. And they played, they played classical music. They played like uh Carmen, as the music, which was pretty cool. I, I don't know. I thought, in my memory, it was this unbelievably fantastic movie. And I would hate to watch it now. Although, as I told you, I watched Smokey and the Bandit. Still pretty fresh. Huh. Still pretty fresh because they made it up as they went along. It was, it was, it was totally improv, uh, improvisation. It was like they just made it up. Sally Field said, I read you this, so I'm doing it from memory. She was just a she cute. Said she, in that movie, she was just adorable. She was so cute. You know who you, you know who who she reminds me of. You remember uh, it was an old TV show called Room Two Twenty Two. I think Karen Valentine. Do you remember her? As a, Karen she Valentine. She reminded. She was just like a little cutie on that show. <laughs> and then the horn comes. Oh, I know, man. I love that song. That's that is something terribly precious to the human psyche that is on its way out that will i i never get the grieving process that it deserves is the television theme song yes yes if you're of a certain age you can play big bang theory is a good example you can play that song and people will join in whether you're from los angeles or phoenix or wherever everybody knows that song so in a group of people, there would be a lot of people who would know it. Cheers. There, there are more, but like, that's just a lost touchstone. It's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. I missed, I missed good, a good theme song. I'm just getting nostalgic. You know, I just think about the, t I just, you know, when you start thinking about those old theme songs and they come up, it, it triggers a memory. I just remember my brother and I fighting over the, the, the best spot in the house by the TV to see a show, you know? Did you sit on the floor to watch TV? Of course. Of course. Me too. Of course I did. That's why I still like this this beanbag we call it the blob. Because <laughs> I, I, I do, I, I never, I, I remember thinking to myself, why would anyone want to sit any other way than on the floor in front of the TV? I, it's so comfortable. My favorite memory, Archer was maybe seven years old. It was in the, it was during football season. It was Monday night football. And Archer was downstairs. He had some video handheld video game. I was in my chair. And he was lying on the floor on his stomach with his video game. And Monday Night Football was on. And I was sitting in my chair, glancing at him. And the football game came. I was like, well, this is it. This is everything I've ever wanted. You know, my, my son, football, you know, it was, it was the best. This past season... Uh, there's something about the name Giants. I think Wesley likes the Giants, and they they got that guy that we didn't that didn't stick on the ro on, on our roster, 
Khalil Pimpleton. And with a name like Pimpleton, of course, Wesley rooted for him. <laughs> so, so they went into overtime, and it was a game, I guess it must have been the game after the Lions. I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know how it happened. Wesley was hooked. And he actually said, this is so stressful. I can't believe are, can you believe what, what we're watching? Like he never, you know, he would notice it as he's going from room to room. Or, but he got into that game. He sat down on the on the blob that I'm sitting on now. And he was riveted. And he's right. There, there's not much that that has built-in suspense in sports like a sudden death overtime game. It's really, really intense. We'll take the wind. We want to defend it. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I just, That's what just I was going to say. What would you think? Would you, would you, I, I would love to have been in that room when you were watching that. I would love to see your face when the guy goes, we're going to defend. What were you thinking? What was your face we'll, like? We'll, def, we'll defend the North goal. Now you're making me think about the <laughs> – I said to myself – I'm not thinking about the Matt Russell curse. This is great. Now I'm thinking about the Matt Russell curse. You know that's not how that coach told him how to say it. He said, kick off. We want the win. And this decent human being walked over and said, we'll defend the North. I, I love how you. As if there's, if that, as if there's a way to like present that, that, that adds nobility to the stupidity. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But it is stupidity. I love how you defend his honor. You're like this noble man. What? Walk out of the field. Well, because if I said to you, what, what was your face? Did your was your mouth like a gape when you heard what they were going to do? Just, I was I was lying for at the time I read about it, but I'm going to tell you what I did see. But what I'm saying to you is, there was this wonderful thing that I use in my coaching that was in Mad Magazine. They used to have this machine, and somebody would say something, it would it would it would run through this machine called what they say that was on the left, and on the right would come out what they really mean. So. It would translate. Does that make yes. sense? What they say, what they really mean. So uh, this, the input you get, the what they say is, kick off. We'll take the wind. What he walks over and says <laughs> is, we'll defend the North goal. He's trying to add nobility to a poor choice, oh. to, to a choice that, that strategically was bottomlessly flawed. And he just the presence of mind to come with to come up with will defend the North goal. I can't get over that. Yeah, the one I was going to tell you. I was living with Deb. I'm sorry to take you back to that moment. No, living with Deb was fun. No, no, I'm in. Um, no, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I was in the back room there where the treadmill was, and there was an overtime game between the Lions and the Steelers, and the coin flip happened, and the Steelers captain was Bettis. And and as it as the coin flips, he goes, has sales. And what? it hits. That's, what? You can't do that. That's not right. That, that's insane. My 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 dad later later called it playground shit, is what he said. <laughs> All I know is I was thinking is I was like, what did I just hear? That may be the most that may be the most diabolically brilliant thing I've ever heard anybody. Say it do. again. How did he say it? Has sales. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh heads tails yeah yeah what did, jerome bettis what what did the ref say what did the i can't remember you know what i give me a second to google that because that's just we've got to check on that one that's mad because if i if, if i were the ref i would have said well we got to do that over you need to make a choice like that's you can't go 
Heads tails. <laughs> which is which is it? I take, is it heads or tails? Did, did, were you not taking? Did you not see this game? I didn't see it. I didn't see it. <laughs> Hold on, coin. I'm just gonna go. Jerome Bettis coin to us. You know, uh, here it is. Phil Luckett official. Here we go. Oh, oh, it's Wesley's toothbrushing time. Hold on, don't go. Okay, Jerome Bettis still won't admit he called heads tails. Wow. 1998. One of the NFL's most controversial coin tosses occurred during overtime of a Thanksgiving Day game between the visiting Pittsburgh Steelers and hometown Detroit Lions. With the coin in midair, the on-air microphone picked up Steelers star running back Jerome Bettis calling for tails. But head referee Phil Luckett insisted that he called heads, and the Lions won the toss. Uh, well, at least, it went, and, at least it went the Lions away. But according to, according to Charlie Batch, we had two of our captains, Ray Roberts and Robert Porsche, and they were out there, and they're like, Wait a minute, Jerome said heads, tails. Batch <laughs> told DA, said, every time around Thanksgiving, I'd say, Jerome, it's been a while. Can you be honest with me? Did you say heads, tails, or just tails? He said, I said tails. I like how you said it's diabolical. Yeah, you, you kind of can't lose at that point. It's like uh, heads, I win, tails, you lose. If, you're, if you, if you want to be a bully, that's how you. My, my uncle used to bully my dad by saying, let's play Monopoly. I'll give you all the money. You give me all the properties. Wow. And so it was just a slow, painful yep, bleed out. Yep, yep. That ain't cool. <laughs> anyway, all right, I got to go get him his teeth brushed. Are we saying anything at the end? We're not saying anything. It was fun talking to you. How's that? Great talking to you, too. All right, all right. talk to you tomorrow. Yep, later. Bye. Open up your mind. Open up your mind.